On this week's Kicker by Carolina Public Press, Economic Tears. I'm your host, Stephanie Carson. Each year, the state designates the 40 most economically distressed counties as Tier 1, a middle group of counties with some signs of distress, as Tier 2, and the 20 most economically well-off counties as Tier 3. The North Carolina Department of Commerce released the annual tier rankings November 30th. Pre-pandemic, many of these classifications were predictable year over year, but the economic impact of COVID-19 has caused a bit of a shakeup. Among the surprises this year, Buncombe, New Hanover, and Brunswick counties, historically sustained by tourism, slide from Tier 3 to Tier 2. Why does it matter? Funding. Some programs use the rankings to direct more assistance to the lower-ranked counties and matching fund requirements for state grants are generally lower for those counties as well. The rankings are based on four factors. Average unemployment rate, median household income, population growth rate, and property tax per capita. Kirk Ross is our Capitol Bureau Chief at Carolina Public Press and also makes it a habit to study this report every year. He sat down to explain the significance of this turn of events in 2020. It showed the economic impact of particularly to the leisure and hospitality industry, because you had three of those counties, three of the most fast growing, you you would think prosperous counties in the state, uh, in a way, um, uh, Brunswick, New Hanover, which is Wilmington, of course, and then and then Buncombe, which um, you folks up in the mountains are quite familiar with the Buncombe success story. Well, suddenly they're they're among that second tier of of economically distressed counties. So there you have it in a nutshell. And to me, you know, as someone who's lived in Buncombe for the last decade, it also highlights the dynamics of our economy, which, you know, there are some uh, that would offer some constructive criticism that say counties like ours are kind of falsely propped up on tourism. It's great when it works, but, you know, who can forecast a pandemic and and the impact on an industry that is, is wholly dependent almost on tourism? It shows you how big of an impact that the shutdowns have had and the, uh, the the pandemic has had. And what I began to look at is what's it going to be like next year when these numbers come out? Um, are these counties going to have any, are they going to recover? Is this a blip? And uh, I talked to some economists uh, uh, and uh, one of them on the coast, um, uh, Adam Jones at, at UNC Wilmington, um, he said it's really, really going to be up to a, a future stimulus package, um, and uh, and 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 how things go in the next month. There are a lot of folks that are just hanging on uh, and barely hanging on. And if this thing uh, extends out uh, without any kind of uh, additional safety net, uh, a lot of small businesses are going to go under. And you have tourist areas. Uh, or travel and tourism leisure areas where you'll have a lot of small business closings and it takes a while for things to start back up. It's a pretty bleak forecast for, for these counties going out for the next year. And, um, you know, so yeah, I, 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 I think it's always interesting how government measures things. It, it's something that I, I believe you have to, to, to keep an eye on and, and, and look at how things are scaled up. Uh, obviously, these numbers aren't capturing 
the breadth of, of, the, of the downside in all the other industries uh, across, across the state. But it, but it shows you just how big of an impact it is. It's another indication, uh, another spike on a graph that shows you um, the economic impact of, of, of what's happened over the last year. And I know that when you were giving me some background on this, you mentioned, you know, that at times, you know, economic assistance or stimulus is available, you know, based on a county's tier. But but you didn't seem to think that that might, um, you know, bump bump other counties that are historically in need out, you know, by Buncombe and New Hanover and Brunswick being included currently in the list. Yeah, if you're in Henderson, Henderson's a tier three, one of the most well-off counties, according to this list. And you're looking at Buncombe, much more well-resourced county, bigger tax base, and for some reason they're in a, a lower tier, and they have access to these, you know, better, more favorable uh, grant terms. These uh, these other programs, it doesn't compute. It doesn't make sense. And so you've got to think about it in terms of it's, it's a relative measure. So what happens is when when a bunch of counties do really poorly, they bump people off of the list. And you had that happen. Uh, there were several coastal counties that were uh, tier uh, one counties that got moved to tier two, and tier two counties that got moved to tier tier three, and uh, and so there is some concern that counties that might have been counting on a future project or something like that. In fact, that's one of the things I'm looking into right now. Um, is this going to put some projects on hold? Is this going to make it tougher for a county that was already struggling? that somehow found itself uh, not able to access a grant or a, a good a good loan rate or something like that because of this measurement. And there's been a lot of study over the years of how to do this a little bit better. They're all equally weighted, and maybe you don't want to do it that way. Uh, maybe you want to look at average unemployment or look at a different measure of poverty or a different measure that might capture. Within a lot of counties, there is a huge disparity. I live in Orange County. It's a very stratified county. And out on the coast, you have very wealthy front row of the beach. And then you have, like in Pender County, the front row of the beach is something like 80% of the property tax. These numbers don't capture that because they're a countywide average. I think there'll always be a look at this system and how how to make it better. And uh, this is a year where there were a lot of aberrations and a lot of things that made folks take notice. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, a lot of what happens next year if these counties remain in this tier will depend on stimulus. Uh, you know, a lot of that has to do with, with the service industry stimulus, right? I mean, I know that there's a, there's a big push by the restaurant yeah. industry, uh, which we spoke about in last week's kicker, about, um, you know, getting direct assistance for restaurants and folks in the service industry. That can make all the difference for these counties. Yeah, and you think about... Um Places that are are uh, travel and, and tourism dependent, uh, coastal counties and and, and um, mountain counties, Haywood be a good example too. Um, uh, you know, they're 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 holding out for the season for for spring and for the summer travel season, and uh, and if there's no stimulus between now and then, uh, some of them are going to go out of business, and there and and there'll be this scenario where there'll there'll be empty storefronts uh, just as as things start cranking back up and and you know it, it's a, it's a, it's a real example of uh, not not creating
creating that that bridge um, to the other side of this, not creating that economic bridge for some of these struggling businesses, is 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 gonna is gonna hurt for a long time. It takes a while um, for a business to turn around uh, ownership, or you know, even if somebody comes into a place that's gone out of business. Going back in and cranking up a business in that space isn't easy, and it takes investment. And and uh, you know, so the you, you don't want to you you want to limit the permanent damage to the economy, uh, especially at this point where it looks like you know there may be some light at the end of the tunnel. A lot of people are still in the tunnel, and you got to think about that. Kirk, it's always a pleasure to speak with you. You're a wealth of information, and um, I think we all understand this more now, thanks to you, so we appreciate it. Thank you so much, and I know it's kind of sometimes a, a, a dull story, but I hope that people get that there are human beings connected to these numbers. Nathan Ramsey is Executive Director at Land of Sky Regional Council, which is a multi-county economic development organization serving Western North Carolina. They also have an area agency on aging and assist with workforce development. Ramsey had some hands-on perspective on what the tier rating system means to communities like his. Talk to me about, you know, were you surprised to find out that, that you know, a county like Buncombe now finds itself as a tier two? Somewhat surprised. Traditionally, I, I can't recall the last time Buncombe wasn't classified uh, anything other than tier three. But uh, if you look at some other large urban counties in the state like uh, Forsyth and Guilford, you know, they're classified as Tier 2. But some of those have been classified as Tier 2 previously. So I think this is the first time Buckham is uh, classified as Tier 2. And that's largely, I think, due to the spike of unemployment that happened in the spring with with COVID where the unemployment rate in Buncombe went to 17.5%. I'm a resident of Buncombe and um, we are an economy that lives and dies on tourism and in a pandemic year, we're dying on it and it it makes it really hard. The greater share of our jobs being in the hospitality uh, tourism sector is one of the reasons Buncombe and uh, other similar counties, you know, New Hanover and some others were hard hit. But, you know, the one thing I would note, uh, Buncombe has a pretty diversified economy. The hit to our H&T sector was pretty enormous. So I think even as of now, which we've seen a lot of recovery, and we have hospitality employers that are even, you know, hiring, adding staff, but we know a lot of our independent restaurants and others are they're still still struggling, and even our hotels um, are struggling. But, you know, we're still down over 30% of the jobs in that sector so, which is about, uh, as I recall, about 10,000 jobs. It's significant. And, you know, we all have hope as the vaccines began their distribution in the coming weeks. But, you know, from your experience, how long might Western North Carolina feel the impact of this? You know, where, where is there a, kind of a light at the end of our tunnel? I'm bullish long term on uh, Western North Carolina and the land of sky region. Uh, I think we have many uh there's many positive trends that are happening, and uh, we will benefit from that. But certainly, you know, until our travel tourism sector uh, gets back, uh, you know, we're going to struggle. But, you know, we're seeing our rural counties are actually, you know, are seeing increased numbers. Um, but, you know, it, still the restaurant sector, the uh, you know, hotels are, are struggling, but uh, like the Airbnb, uh, you know, stays those individuals who are, 
uh, trying to weather this storm, and they decided maybe they want to spend time in western North Carolina, so they come and rent a home here, and uh, they're staying here because they can, you know, remote work, and, uh, you know, we're we're seeing some of that. But hopefully in in mid-21, toward late 21, we will have been able to recover all of our job losses where we're down from the time prior to COVID-19. And as we already referenced, it certainly has highlighted um, at least, you know, the Buncombe area's dependence on tourism. Do you think that we've learned anything from that? Uh, You know, I know there's been some recent announcements of some industries coming to Buncombe that are not tourism related, but does it underscore the need to branch out and and not be so, you know, put all our eggs in one basket, so to speak? Number one, you know, I always push back against the notion that we didn't have a diversified economy, that we were just a tourist community or tourist economy. You know, if you look at healthcare, manufacturing, other sectors, if you look at direct wages, actually the impact uh, from those sectors is far greater than what we see from hospitality and tourism. Um, I think, you know, what has hurt us is the fact that COVID-19 had a disproportionate impact on small businesses, and our region has a, a greater share of small businesses than the state and the national average, and those businesses were hit much harder uh, due to the impacts of COVID, and, and certainly our industry mix um, did uh, uh, play a role in that. So, you know, while we, we had, uh, had seen the somewhat higher job losses, but uh, again, um, you know, I, th- I think there's a popular misconception that we're overly dependent on tourism. And if, if you look just like in manufacturing, the direct wages paid in manufacturing, this is direct wages. It's not an overall economic impact in our region. is over $1.2 billion. That's not counting their benefits, the indirect impact. So, you know, if you look at pure numbers, you know, our wages in healthcare, manufacturing, are greater than they are in hospitality tourism, but um, but anyway, I, I think you know we'll always be a, a tourism economy. Uh, that's been our heritage since uh, the late 1800s. Uh, and the unique thing about uh, hospitality and tourism is communities that uh, are are nice places to visit are oftentimes nice places to live. And so the impacts uh, of that on other sectors are really hard to quantify. So you know, there are people that move their businesses here because you know they first came here as a tourist. So um, you, you really can't com- compare the 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 H and T sector uh, economy impact just with direct you know, visitor spending. My husband and I found Asheville because we were vacationing, you know, and doing a destination wedding and decided to move here. So to your point, you know, a lot of people do visit and and decide to stay. My last question, and it's a big one, but if you became economic czar, if you could make any changes or policy recommendations, you know, what does this region need at a federal, state, and local level to overcome this pandemic impact? I think it will be helpful for us to continue to work to try to diversify our economy. So do we need small businesses? Absolutely. Do we need a strong, vibrant uh, hospitality tourism sector? Uh, Absolutely. But we need to work on developing other sectors of our economy as well so we're more resilient, that we uh, increase our educational attainment levels so we can be more competitive for 
opportunities. Uh, you know, we, um, you know, while we have a growing tech sector in our region, you know, we're still way underrepresented in tech uh, compared to many other urban communities. And I think um, our region is really unique in attracting tech talent and track, uh, tech firms to our region. So, um, you know, if, if I could do anything, it would be to, you know, create uh, additional opportunities for uh, our tech economy so that, you know, we have a more diversified economy. And, um, you know, and that a lot of that develops into uh, how do you uh, educate your workforce, uh, what uh, educational programs do you have at you know at K-12 community college university level? Um, but a lot of uh, communities like the Asheville Metro, uh, because you have the benefit of having a lot of urban amenities, but you also have a million acres of public lands in your backyard, and you know have a destination that's known the world over. Uh, those communities tend to uh, you know be really good in tech. I think that would uh, you know, be a, a big change that, you know, we could see more of that would, would be positive. You know, we, we have underlying challenges here that, that it's not, you know, our greatest disparity of wages is not in our lowest paying jobs. It's in our highest paying jobs and highest paying sectors. So the, the average tech job in our region will pay you, you know, 20, 30% or more or less than it would in Charlotte or the Triangle. You know, and that's true for other professions and sectors as well. So that's really our, our core challenge. Well, Nathan, this has been great. And it's it's been great for, for me and our listeners to understand the significance of, of what tiers mean and kind of where we're headed um, in the region. So thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you so much. There's much more to this story, and you can read Kirk's article at our website, carolinapublicpress.org. I'm your host, Stephanie Carson. Thanks for joining us.